I think that the focus on people, the focus on users should be much larger uh, and the focus on tech should be less, at least when you look at it in a, in a balanced way. Hello and welcome to the 25 Days of Transformation series, where we talk to industry experts and global brands about the highs and lows of digital transformation. We'll learn from real-world business examples, get first-hand industry insights from the digital experts, and we'll take a deep dive into what trends to look out for in the coming months. I'm Tizzy Philp, Strategic Content Lead here at Valtech, and I'm here to guide you through these conversations and to uncover the latest and greatest in digital. Today, I am joined by Jesper Olsen, Group Senior Director, Digital Customer Excellence at Grunfos, the global leader in advanced pump solutions and a trendsetter in water technology. Based in Denmark, but with 19,000 employees globally, Grunfos contributes to global sustainability by pioneering technologies that improve quality of life for people and care for the planet. Yes, but it's great to have you with us. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I think we can all agree that COVID-19 has helped to accelerate digital transformation for most companies. But we know from working with you guys at Grunfoss that your digital journey started many, many years ago. So today we're going to focus on the organizational challenges that follow a digital transformation. And we'll go through how you started your transformation journey, the challenges you faced during the process, and how Grunfoss is now digitally enabled for future challenges. So I think the first question that we want to start with is, as a leading global company, what would you say was the most unexpected organizational challenge you experienced during your digital transformation? I believe that there actually is a number of things, and it can be hard to single one thing out. But if we are to, to look at it, then people is actually the most, uh, could say, challenging things. People are could say less digital than you would expect. They are less prone to change that uh, that you would hope for. And I also believe that, you know, there's some fear of losing your job based on the development. So if we put in a robot that can do this or that, where am I in this uh, where am I in this situation? So I actually think that that people is the, the biggest challenge. You would probably expect um, technology, IT systems, data, stuff like that. But people are pivotal to do this change. So even though we say that we automate or we, we digitalize or or we robotize things, then it is, end of the day, it is down to people and how they um, perceive this change. Other things are also quite challenging. So having been in a digital journey for a long time, I think we developed our first uh, digital product catalog more than 20 years ago. Our first uh, website actually went live 20 years ago, almost on date today. So legacy systems is also, so we have a lot of legacy system, old systems we built up being on the forefront of of IT development, um, a lot of the systems that are standard today was not there when we uh, started on this. So a lot of homegrown uh, systems are there. That's also quite challenging. And then the last thing is the importance of data. Data is extremely important. 
and when you automate, when you digitalize, then you put your dirty laundry or your data right in the face of the user. And there's no filter, no human filter in between that can that can sit and digest uh, the data before we give it to the customers. So data is probably the third thing. So people, legacy systems and data, that would be the hardest challenges we have seen. Yeah, and I think most of our clients would probably agree on those three points as well. They are central to so many of the transformation projects that people are going through at the moment. But knowing what you know today, do you think you could have avoided some of those pitfalls or how would you have approached things things differently with the knowledge you have now? I would say when it comes to... to uh legacy systems and uh, the, the importance of data. Yes, you could have done something else along the way. You could have started in a, at a different point, but it was also just about getting something out uh, to the users. So I would say the pitfall or the major pitfall we should have avoided was on the people side. So change management here is key. And it goes both for what happens to people when technology comes in, but it also goes on what is it it can help us with? How is it we serve it to the customer? So I think that we all tend to have, when we run digital projects, look at digital customer journeys and so on, we tend to focus on the tech side too much and too little on the people side. And of course, it's always, you know, the tech side we need to solve. How do we do this, uh, get this system to do like we want to? How do we make sure that this platform we have bought can work together with other platforms we have and so on? But what we tend to forget is that when we sort of finish the projects or the developments and so on, that tends to be when the tech side is done. But exactly here it begins. So it's we should focus on, you know, now we enable people to do uh, something new or something in a new way. So, so I think that the focus on people, the focus on users should be much larger uh, and the focus on tech should be less, at least when you look at it in a, in a balanced way. Yeah, I think that's, that's really interesting. And uh, I think when most companies think about organizational challenges or they embark on a digital transformation like this, they are focused primarily on the technical impact that it's going to have on their business. And as you say, that the people side of it does tend to come as an afterthought. Um, you know, in our experience, digital transformation can often actually highlight a skills gap. So how did that come into play for you at Grunfoss when you started your transformation process, when you identified those areas of, of human capability that we're missing? What we did approximately five years ago, here we, we, uh, we had just gotten a new CEO on board. He was very focused on the, on the digital side and especially on you know, what was the roadmap for our digital uh, endeavors going forward. So what he, what he asked us to do was to create a digital customer roadmap. So we did so back in, in 2015. So looking across all the different functional areas uh, we have in Grundfos, 
and looked at where where is it we need to do something? How do we make sure that we, you know, create transparency, collaborate uh, across um, to build the things that our customers need? And so we did that. Um, got some help from a consultancy, but but got that done and and basically had a, a rather comprehensive uh, document. Um, that we started to work on. What we then realized was, of course, what about the skills and capabilities of people? Based on what it was we wanted to achieve in the roadmap, we started identifying which skills and capabilities are actually needed in our people. So, so we, did a, um, we did an investigation or or quite a large one, actually, uh, where we started on the marketing side to look at. So if our roadmap says we are going to achieve X, Y, Z, then what is it we need to have uh, in our people? Which skills and capabilities do we need to have to actually achieve that? And after we've done that, so we, 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 um, we identified uh, capabilities, and capabilities is something an organization can do. And then we identified skills beneath that, and skills are something people can do. So what is it that we actually need as an organizational capability and skills in people to be able to achieve marketing automation, for example, personalization, uh, or whatever uh, disciplines within uh, digital marketing we're looking at, social media could also be. So we identified a number of skills and then we then we said, mm, but this is not only for marketing. This is of course also for sales. So we so we looked also at at sales and um, and uh, inter- so external sales and internal sales. And what we identified was a total of um, of six capabilities and 45 skills that we need to master, some more, some less in the organization. And then we looked at where do we need to be in a one-year perspective and where do we need to be in a three-year perspective. And then we identified all the training we had plus what we could find uh, with some external uh, vendors. And there's a lot of good training out there, just to say that that is rather cheap. so then we identified to say how many people do actually need to have this skill within sales, within marketing. Um, and then we, then we asked all our people that during the, the, the development dialogues we have on an annual basis with all employees, they needed to pinpoint four skills that each person would, would work on. So, so basically we have had a rather thorough uh, process around this. And a little giveaway on it also is, so we tried to do it bottom up. So basically identify the skills uh, and then making sure that managers of people then uh, let people uh, or decided which skills people should should basically possess to, um, to actually be able to carry out what we need to do. But here I would recommend and that would also be my next approach on it, to look a bit more top-down on it. Perhaps not only top-down, but also top-down to say, uh, to give more direction. Because what we could see is that that we we didn't exactly hit the target uh, on the first approach. Um, so we reversed the process a bit 
and, and start a top-down to look at where is it we need to build up, but still based on the skills and capabilities that we have identified. And at that time, how how was the mix between external and internal resources before you started the digital transformation compared to where you are now? I'm not sure it has changed that much. Mm-hmm. I think that in numbers, if we look at it in numbers, then then it probably hasn't changed that much, or the ratio between it at least. Because of course, what you can say is there's digital in everything. So some years back, you know, every company would have a web department, but that, that's not really enough anymore, right? Or you would have an IT department and they would sit, you know, somewhere and then they would, you know, help you with your with your laptops and, uh, and, and the website and so on. Somewhere far away, yeah. Somewhere far away, <laughs> but, but that is not how it is anymore, right? IT is in everything. So uh, what I think we see is that the number of people internally that has become more digital, they, that has grown tremendously. But of course, also what we then require from external has also grown. So I think uh, if you talk about the mix, I'm not sure it has changed that much. If you talk about the pure numbers, then it has grown significantly, both on the internal side and uh, the external side. And then I also think that what we use externally and internally probably has has changed somewhat. So we have some really, really core systems where we have really high um, skills internally. Um, and then we have a lot of other systems, you know, around that we that are vital for our, our business, but it's not, you know, the ERP system. Then it could be, um, uh, it could be marketing automation, for example, that, you know, is a, is a cloud-based system and where we need to have uh, expertise elsewhere also. So, so, um, so I think it, it's changed a bit in, in how many resources and exactly where we apply them. Do you feel that having been on this digital journey where you are now, the organizational units within Grunfoss are working more collaboratively together than before? It, so- it sounds as though they, they definitely are. Would you say that Grunfoss had become more agile? Yes, uh, I would. What, what we can say, of course, is that, that IT or digital is in everything, as I just mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter if you do, you know, if you work in supply chain, if you work in, in marketing, sales, if you work in operations, production facilities, and so on, IT is in every single step that we take, you know, on the value creation journey for our customers. And, and that also requires a lot. So an example I could give is that a few years back, you know, supply chain, they made sure that the goods were delivered to the customers. But as it is, of course, what we see now is, and, and you see it whenever you order something from a web shop, and our customers have exactly the same demand. So they want to know when do we ship uh, uh, the products? Where are they now? When do, do they arrive uh, to me? Uh, what would the lead time be prior to ordering and so on? And, and all that information is, is there and we supply it to the customers. But of course, we didn't do that five, 
six, seven years ago. And in order for us to do that, we need to have that collaboration. And then we, when we then talk about agile, then so one thing is the way we work, but the other thing is, of course, agile teams and so on. And they have also uh, they have also been introduced to uh, to Grundfos. So what we have now is that for the sales and service delivery area, we have uh, six uh, agile product teams that takes care of e-commerce, uh, product selection, our website marketing automation, self-service, uh, our service offerings. And those are, are um, headed or run by a product owner that is a business person. Uh, some of them are from, from my organization. And then, of course, the, the IT side, so the developers, they are also. So again, here we see that, that IT and business meet um, and do that to, to give the customers uh, as much value as possible. So both in the way we organize and the way we uh, collaborate, then Agile is definitely a part of, of this and a growing part. Yeah, and, and we always you know we always say this isn't just about a digital transformation or a technical transformation. This is a full business transformation. You need to change every aspect of, of the being of your business to be able to, to work in this way and to, to scale. And talking and, of and, yeah, if, if just one thing I, I would like to add is of course so so a couple of the big trends we have seen in the digital space on the uh, with the users not uh, just for our business but for all businesses is of course the the self service the self discovery part so where when banks started years ago with with net banking they did it from a from a pure efficiency point of view so we want to close branches to save money and and customers can basically do their own uh, work right and what that has changed now to be a that is not something that the, the banks pushed down our throats um, anymore now it is actually a hygiene factor to be on the on the banking scene right if you have a poor net bank experience then you will be out of business rather fast, and that is act. It's the same. The same thing we see here. People want information now. They want it at all hours of the day and night, and of course only by providing that. And we can only do that online. Um, we can actually serve uh, our customers the way they want to be served. Yeah, it's so so incredibly important. I was going to say earlier, talking of scale, you're in the final phase of a massive rollout across 54 markets. So for you, it's a huge, huge amount of work, but very exciting too. What's the next big thing you've set your eyes on besides continuous optimization? Yeah, just a little correction. It's it's actually 60 markets and 66 wow. web pages we are doing. And I think we just crossed the 45 sites mark today uh, with two uh, launches. Um, the next things I see um, that will really take off is um, automation of sales and marketing processes. So one thing is that, that we can serve um, information to people, uh, customers, 
any time of day, uh, always up to date and so on. But then, but where we still haven't succeeded, uh, and I think that across industry or or production, uh, the production industry, uh, then automation of sales and marketing processes uh, has not been seen to a very large extent yet. We see it, of course, in, if you if you look at the digital native companies. Uh, but as I, I started to say, is that we have a, a long legacy of things that we have been doing. Um, and, and what I, I foresee here is how is it that we can, quote, complex products and solutions, you know, uh, in real time. So somebody would ask for you know, a solution f- for a brewery or whatever it is, and, and we can then supply that instantly back to the customers just with the, and they can just click a button and buy. Uh, how do we make sure that they always get the, the, the relevant information, so the, the personalization or um, other things? So, so, so automation of sales and marketing processes, that is what I see is, is the next big thing. Because what we also see is that the increasing demand for more and more complex solutions, not necessarily just to be the cheapest supplier anymore, but be the best because uh, customers to an increasing degree look more at at the lifetime cost than just the purchasing cost. And for pumps, for example, the the 90% of the expense you would have by running a pump, that is the energy you put into the pump. It is not buying the pump. So, of course, being more energy efficient is important. Um, and, and, And that is also why I see that with this automation, we will also be able to to serve our customers better on the entire complexity of what we supply to them. Yes, but you talked at the start of this about, you know, the three big challenges for you to overcome, you know, the people aspect, the legacy system aspect, the incredible importance of data, and how you can, if you transform those three things within a business, then you can transform the way that you can serve your customers and the changing needs of customers and the changing expectations of customers today in today's markets. And it's a really interesting thought now of, of how businesses and companies can com- can compete for, for market share. It's not just, as you say, about offering the cheapest price. It's about the full end-to-end experience for this long-term customer relationship. There will probably be lots of people listening to this podcast who may well be in, a, in the same situation that you were in a couple of years ago. Would you have any advice for companies who are embarking on their own digital transformation based on on everything that you've learned, what would be the key things that you would tell them to focus on over the next few months? If you are to embark on a on a digital journey, or if you are in the middle of it, but you know, a bit in doubt, so I would have, I would basically focus on five different things. So the first thing is know what the customers want. What are the customers' jobs to be done? Why do they come to visit you? digitally what what are they after right so for Grundfos even though I think that that working with with climate and uh, water savings energy savings is extremely uh, important and interesting then I can also say that I guess around zero customers come to us because they think it's interesting to visit our digital offerings 
They come because they have a job to be done. They have something they need fixed. Whether it's uh, selecting a pump, whether it's ordering service, whether it's handing in a complaint, warranty claim, you know, whatever it is, they come here to get a job done. So know what your customers want to get done. So that would be the first thing. The second thing would actually be back to creating the digital roadmap. So based in your customers' needs, the customers' jobs to be done, what would be the things you need to solve? So make a longer-term roadmap, not too long. Ours would be three years. Uh, It could be a bit longer, a bit shorter, but development happens, of course, uh, at a rather uh, fast pace in in the digital space. So, So not too long, but create a roadmap so you know where you're going. And do it in the name of transparency so you can collaborate across the organization and base it in the customer's needs. Then I would say, make sure you have top management on board and spend time on onboarding people because top management can set the direction. They wouldn't know exactly what to do, but they can they can give you the mandate and they can set the direction and then spend time on onboarding people. And that would lead me to the to the fourth thing. So thorough implementation is king. It is more important that you implement good, that you make sure that you utilize whatever um, you have in the different systems that you put in, because utilization of it is, gives much more value than just having the next digital buzzword implemented uh, in your um, in, in your ecosystem so thorough implementation is king and then the last thing is data 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 and you should be fanatical about it because correct uh, master data uh, material master data uh, customer master data um, data from the customers utilizing your products uh, customers uh, behavior on your digital platforms, transactional data, and so on. That is extremely important to be most relevant and give people the correct information whenever they need it. So so data would be the fifth thing. So for me, focus on the, on the customers and their jobs to be done. Create a roadmap that is based in their needs. Make sure you have top management on board. Make sure you have people on board and that you implement in a really, really strong way. It's much more important to implement one thing in a in a in a good way than implementing three things so so and then data, data, data. So that would be my advice if you embark on this journey. Or if you have embarked and just need to do some corrections. That's amazing. Thank you. Five very solid pieces of advice. Uh, Jesper, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your experience with us. I'm sure that's going to help an awful lot of people people, as well as being uh, really interesting for us all to listen to. So thank you again. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the 25 Days of Transformation series from Valtech Cafe. If you enjoyed this podcast, then why not subscribe and keep up to date with all of the episodes in this series and a whole host of insights from the Valtech Cafe back catalogue. And if you'd like more information about what we do or to get in touch, why not visit us at valtech.com to find out the details. Until next time, thanks for listening.